Aha. All right, everybody, welcome to the JPS Football. We have not had much content this week, so Rich and myself, Elliot, are here to give you something to get your football Sunday started off with. We're going to run through the games, give you some predictions, um, and then tomorrow we're going to have a second show out for you to go in depth on a couple topics we're feeling something about. So, um, Rich, how are you feeling tonight, man? I'm feeling great, and I'm not going to give anybody a bad lock of the week like I did last week with those <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. But now, feeling great. Football weekend is uh, upon us and uh, ready for the games tomorrow. Yeah, there's, there's some good ones. So um, before we start in on the games, I just wanted to share the list. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out, some of the players out Sunday include George Kittle, Jimmy G, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, D. Ford, A.J. Brown, Zach Moss, Cam Akers, Jalen Rigor, Geno Atkins, James White, Henry Ruggs, A.J. Terrell, Christian McCaffrey, Tyrod Taylor, Drew Locke, Christian Kirk, and Michael Thomas. And that is just some of the bigger names that are out. And speaking of a big name, uh, Waller of the Raiders might also join that list. Uh, last I checked, he's a game-time decision, but we'll have more info in the morning. So we got a lot of names, a lot of big players sitting out this week. Um, it's definitely going to change the complexion of some of the games we got going. But um, we're going to give you our best guess at what we think is going to happen this week. So we're going to get started. We tend to go in chronological order of when these games are starting. Uh, first, we could talk real quick. Um, Thursday night, the Dolphins took care of business against the Jags. Uh, anything to say about that game? I was a little surprised because I thought the Jags had a golden opportunity to get a game north of 500 and really, you know, make a mark in their division. But uh, Miami was due to win a game. I mean, I thought they played valiantly their previous two games against Buffalo and New England. So um, their defense was clicking. And Gardner Minshew, um, you know, he played hard. But, you know, third downs were key in that game. and He just wasn't able to convert. Miami just outplayed them all the way around. And uh, Jacksonville was also outcoached. So congrats to the Dolphins on their first win. And, and – probably good business for them it's it's making the decision to keep Tua um plastic wrapped in favor of Fitzpatrick probably a good idea right now if he's going to perform like that they'll be fine and I got to say one last thing on this game that was very interesting Ryan Fitzpatrick put up the third best quarterback rating in my Miami Dolphins history and when you consider that Dan Marino played for that organization as well as Greasy very impressive definitely so let's let's move right into it. We'll get started with your boys. Uh, the New York Giants are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. If you, if you would have asked me what I thought of a week ago when I saw Saquon writhing in pain, uh, Saquon obviously is out for the year with a torn ACL. Giants were busy this week. They picked up uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, former superstar running back of the Atlanta Falcons in their Super Bowl season against New England. Um, he did have an injury of his own last year, uh, was holding out for – he had his share of offers holding out for some money. I, he's not going to be an impact tomorrow. We're missing Sterling Shepard. Uh, you alluded to a lot of those 49er injuries, Kittle, Garoppolo. I believe Mostert is out too. Mm -hmm. Those are three massive cogs in their offense. Um, I like the Giants tomorrow. Uh Number fourth-ranked defense, believe it or not, going into week three, despite the 0-2 record. Um, I like the Giants in a close one. 
I'm going to go uh, 23-13 Giants, and I think it's that last uh, score is going to come late, but I think the Giants are going to handle their business and uh, really keep the 49er offense under wraps, and I think the defense is going to make enough plays. Nick Mullins is not a bad backup by any means, but he doesn't have much to work with. Yeah, we're going to go a little bit deeper on that game tomorrow and some uh, topics about my Cowboys when we put out our show tomorrow. But this being Saturday night, we want to make sure you have um, some game predictions to wake up with. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think the Giants are going to pull this one off. I think it's going to be about 20 to 17, um, basically flipping the spread uh, from what's predicted by Vegas. Uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to get your first one of the season against a banged-up 49ers. Um, all right, so moving on, we're looking at Chicago's going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Another 0-2 team lost a heartbreaker to your guys last week. As yeah. They blew a massive, massive yep. lead. Uh, Shout-out to Zappi. Took, uh, our boy Michael Zappi took his uh, boy to AT&T for their first father-son game, so that was a pretty awesome comeback. Uh, happy for Zappy in that regard that he got to see that with his kid. Getting back to this, uh, I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to pick up their first win because I noticed, despite the fact that Mitchell Trubisky, in my opinion, Brett wouldn't agree, I think he's uh, getting a little too many accolades right now. Uh, that Chicago offense is kind of anemic. They were shut out in the second half last week against my team. Um, Atlanta's offense has been doing work yeah they i good. i have i'm not overly impressed with the bears offense i mean a lot of people might forget quickly the bears two victories they needed to come up with a stop two weeks in a row inside the 20 to win i'm not going to question their defense led by the great khalil mack but uh i like atlanta it's in atl i i like them on on their own field on the turf i i think uh I think Atlanta's going to open it up, actually. I'm going to go Atlanta 30, Chicago 17. Um, I I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to hurt. A.J. Terrell, defensive back for Atlanta's out. He And with COVID protocol, um, the first NFL player to have to miss a game due to COVID. Um, That's going to take a toll, but I I think they're going to be okay. Chicago's not exactly lighting it up on offense, uh, even though Trubisky's done – better than expected um and Atlanta's offense has been pretty near unstoppable it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Julio Jones is playing he was looking pretty banged up by the end of the Cowboys game so pending his health you could see a different type of game Atlanta I think might be a little bit slower on offense because of that but I still see them putting up 24 points um and Chicago not managing more than 20 so you know around 24 20 in favor of Atlanta and you're gonna see Gage possibly have a bust out game with uh Julio playing limited well and and Ridley frankly has Calvin Ridley started the season on fire so of course a player of Julio Jones magnitude is going to be missed or or He's not listed as out. I don't even know if he's listed as questionable. That dude stays on the injury report, and to his credit, he always toughs it out. And right. I give him a lot of respect for that, but he is definitely not 100%. He'll be on the field, and you saw it last week. He didn't have great numbers, but that didn't prevent them from lighting up the scoreboard. So, um, yeah, Atlanta's going to be fine. I'd say they get their first one of the Gotta season as well. Got to account for him. His presence alone is important. Yeah, that's it. 
All right, so moving right along with our 1 o'clock games, we have Cincinnati going to Philadelphia. That's kind of an interesting game. Both teams are 0-2. Burrow has had some good moments. The Eagles not so much. What do you think? Ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a tough one. Um, I did pick the Eagles to win because I really think the Eagles absolutely have to win. Um, Cincinnati is playing better because there's two different sides to be an 0-2. They're a team that obviously picked first. They had the number one pick in Joe Burrow. Right, right. They lost uh, two very close games in their first two weeks. They lost to the Chargers week one. I don't think anybody thought much of either team. But then when you see that the Chargers almost beat Kansas City, mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. They, Cincinnati, were not for an A.J. Green push-off, might have won their first game last week. They lost the shootout to the Cleveland Browns. I still think uh, they're going to get beat. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Carson Wentz, he's been under a lot of fire in the media lately, questioning um, not so much his toughness, but just if his skills are kind of eroding. I get it. Philly's missing a lot of people. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Two banged-up teams, but I I like the Eagles in this one. I'm going to go uh, 34-27 Philadelphia. I think we might have a shootout on our hands between Burrow and Wentz. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think um, the Bengals might actually go into the half with a lead, and the Eagles are going to figure it out, put it together. Um, Like you said, their season is a little bit on the line. It's still early, but... You know, starting the season 0 and 3s be a pretty bad look. For both teams, and I think that's why sh- it's so imperative that Philly wins this game. Well, and you got to wonder if Wentz has another shaky start. Do people start calling for Jalen Hurts? Um, yeah. You know, fans are fickle, uh, especially in Philadelphia. Not so, to mention that their recent Super Bowl had absolutely nothing to do in the postseason with the current quarterback. Right. That was all Nick Foles. Right. So. Um, but I agree with you. Eagles have more talent across the board, even with the injuries. So I'm going a similar score. Better and coach, too. Yeah, better coach. Doug Peterson's a damn good coach. He is. He'll, he'll find a way to put it together in the second half. I, I'm calling them 31-27 right close, on that yeah, uh, over-under. what I'm thinking, yeah. All right, good. So we got another interesting matchup. Probably, I would say, the most interesting 1 o'clock game. Um, the Raiders, 2-0, and upset special last week. Um, the only one I got right. They're going to be going to Foxborough and face the Patriots. I love the New England Patriots in this matchup. You already made mention that Ruggs will not be available. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear Hunter Renfro's name, but I do know that he got banged up last week. Josh Jacobs has been an absolute beast the first two weeks. Uh, had an awesome game. Really imposed his will against the New Orleans defense last week. The Raiders on offense looked like a well-oiled machine last week. But uh, they're running into the defensive mastermind in Bill Belichick. I know Bill Belichick's not happy about the way his defense got lit up last week against Seattle. They almost won that game. I, um, I'm i taking the Patriots, and I'm going to say uh, I'm taking the Patriots by 10. I'm going to go 27-17 Patriots. A Waller is a game-time decision, but if he, even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be himself. And Belichick has a propensity for taking out teams one or two threats. Not always in the same game, but at least really eliminating one of those threats. And uh, Carr's been playing out of his mind. But I think uh, with that New England secondary, 
And, uh, you know, yes, it's not the Tom Brady Patriots. New England is very good following a loss. I think they're going to win. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go 24-14 New England Patriots. 24-17 New England Patriots. I'll, I'll give uh, Vegas a late field goal there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going about the same score line. I'm picking the Pats uh, 27-17. Um, and, and pretty much the same rationale there, honestly. Uh, I think the Patriots look much better than anyone could have expected given the season and the transition from Brady. Cam is playing great. Um called it last week i said the raiders were going to pull off the upset against new orleans and then they're going to come back to earth and that was before i even looked ahead on the schedule and realized they were playing the patriots um yeah belichick's a defensive mastermind as he pointed out they're going to figure out the raiders the raiders have some injuries yeah it's 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 going to be a pats win it should be a good game but i think the patriots will be in control most of the way and quickly shout out uncle randy dude i love you Tomorrow you're going to be bitching about that tuck rule. You do that in your basement <laughs> very frequently after New England uh, wins. But uh, I'll uh, I'll hit you up tomorrow, and hopefully you're not slurring. <laughs> so um, this this could be a pretty interesting matchup too. Come to think of it, we got the Los Angeles Rams going out to Buffalo. That's going to be a good game. Uh, that's a tough one to pick, but I did pick Buffalo. Okay, let's hear why. I think um, I think Jared Goff is uh, going to be forced to do more than he feels comfortable doing because I think the Bills are going to shut down that run game. And they are banged up in the backfield. Uh, Buffalo had a little scare last week, almost losing that game to Miami. But mm-hmm. I think, but you know, that's never an easy game. You ask the Patriots, ask the Bills, even the Jets. Miami is a feisty team. They can but, be, for sure particularly under their regime that they have now, I do think that that team's going in the right direction. But getting on par and on course of what's going on here, I really like uh, the Bills. I think it's going to be a defensive-oriented defensive, defensive oriented game. I'm going to go 22-20 Bills. I think the Rams are putting the league on notice. I think we all slept on them, myself included. We all kind of assumed the NFC West would be uh, the the Seahawks and the Niners duking it out with Arizona maybe we creeping up. We definitely overlooked the Rams. Right, and I think a lot of the league has, and they've started off 2-0 and with pretty convincing wins against the NFC East. I think they're going to go show the AFC East what it's about. I don't think they're going to smack the Bills around, but Aaron Donald's a monster. That he is. And he's going to blow up a lot of what they do. Um, I'm calling the Rams, let's say, 21-10. I believe that their defense is very underrated, and they're going to prove it. Um, the offense is going to take advantage of some opportunities, um, maybe some mistakes from the Bills that they'll capitalize on. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be an entertaining game. You know what? Let them score 60. Get it out of the way. You know, shoot their load all over Buffalo <laughs> because the Giants are next on the docket. So maybe, you know, they set themselves up for a nice little letdown week four. But, uh yeah, Rams uh, looking a lot more like that team that played in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They do indeed. Um, all right, cool. Another another pretty decent game. Depends how you feel about the Texans, but they'll be facing off against Pittsburgh. Um, this should be interesting to see if maybe Pittsburgh is the legit comeback team. A lot of us thought they might be with Big Ben back. What do you think? 
how I feel about the Texans. I don't know if that was a <laughs> troll question. Uh, in case you didn't know, it's always fuck you, AJ Hinch. Um, as far as uh, Bill O'Brien goes, uh, AJ Hinch's first cousin, uh, he traded. Uh, yeah, we we know the story. Um, I love Deshaun Watson a lot. I think he's excellent, and I understand. You know, all jokes aside, why the organization gave him the money as opposed to D Hop quarterbacks, the most important position on the field. They figure they can draft somebody in the future. Someone tell that to Dallas, please. I know. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Go on. Yeah, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that in tomorrow. Um, I think the Texans are gonna put up an honest fight. I really do. But uh, perhaps the Texans aren't as bad as we all like to chuckle about. I mean, granted, they ran into the Chiefs and the Ravens back to back weeks. Yeah. Doesn't get much easier facing the front seven of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Melvin Gordon had moderate success against them. I do not see David Johnson putting up anything comparable to that. I think Pittsburgh shuts down the run game, forces Deshaun Watson into having to win the game on his own. And as good as Deshaun Watson is, he's going to make some mistakes. It's not easy. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh 26, Houston 20. Houston gets uh, an applause for uh, a hard effort, but the Steelers are the better team. And even if they're not hitting on all cylinders, they're going to beat them tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going 21-30 in favor of Pittsburgh. Um, I, th- I think they're an interesting team. I'm not convinced. I'm not sold yet. But they do seem to be in a better spot than the Texans who've gotten, you know, they put up good fights, but they've played against two of the best teams in the NFL. Um, I don't see them bouncing back against one of the top ten teams, in my opinion. So, yeah, that should be done and dusted. But we'll see. That's why they play the game. Yeah, uh, speaking of playing the game, your locker last week is playing the <laughs> Titans. They, uh, that would be the Minnesota Vikings. I'm happy that we're not big yet because I'd be apologizing <laughs> to the whole country as opposed to our friends right now. But uh, don't worry. We, it's coming. Our time so, Tennessee going to Minnesota. Uh, but I would literally have to be shot if I dare pick the Vikings. Uh, I'm going Ryan Tannehill. Minnesota's missing both their corners in this game. Ryan Tannehill, no matter who he's throwing the ball to, is going to have a good day. And you got that battering ram named Derrick Henry. King Henry has a solid, solid game in between 125 to 160 yards. And I also think Ryan Tannehill at least uh, throws two touchdown passes, possibly more. I'm going to go two touchdowns, at least 200 yards. But uh, with with the suspect situation in the Minnesota secondary, uh, they're a mess right now, and yeah. I was very, very wrong about them coming into the year because I thought they were the team to win that division. Well, I think we got maybe a little fooled by Jacksonville smacking around, or well, I guess they didn't really smack around. They, but They imposed their will. They, they handled the Colts. The Colts looked really Duvall? bad. Duvall? Oh, all right. They, they, uh, yeah, Duvall made um, Indianapolis look like shit, so I think we probably – Maybe backed off of Indianapolis too quickly and maybe underestimated them because I was with you. I, I I thought the Vikings would probably take that game. Now we're kind of reevaluating things and looking like Minnesota might have more question marks. Um, Kirk Cousins looking more like the dude I recognize from Washington. Yeah, and banking on two wins a year against them. I I I smell it. I, everything you said, I, I'm with that. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee. 34, Minnesota 24. And the only reason I'm even giving Minnesota 24 is because of garbage time. Garbage time. Yeah, Yeah, I think that Tennessee is going to be in the lead the majority of the game, and they're really never going to look back. Uh, Yeah, 
Ah, uh, yeah. Jonu Smith made a shout out to him recently. FIU, first uh, football player go pro from FIU. He is really balling right now. And uh, I, I just like Tennessee. Uh, I think Tennessee is starting to look like a team that wants people to know that they didn't get to the AFC title game by accident last year. They're pretty damn good. Yeah, I think so. Their coach is great. I have a lot of respect for him. Oh, Vrabel is awesome. Yeah, he's he's the players seem to love him. He he runs a tight ship. Um, yeah, I think they take care of business on the road. It'll be close for most of it, but I think they'll pull away in the second half. And what I like about that team is that they really don't give a shit who they're playing on any given week or what history says. Big shout out, Brett. Uh, did I tell you Tom Brady threw his final pass as a Patriot? Uh, oh, it does another time. So Tennessee controls. This is what happens, Brett, when you can't be here. <laughs> Tennessee controls the game. They keep it pretty low scoring. I'm going, uh, we'll say 24 to 12, just because Tennessee's gonna. They're gonna run Henry. They're yeah, gonna they're run gonna, him. They're gonna control yeah. the game. They're gonna force Cousins to try and. Take over and yeah. do what he does. Which give is that throw offense picks. the henna drill. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know what time it is. All right, moving on to the. Uh, I don't want to give this a nickname. Uh, the Washington Football Team is going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Um, this is another tough game to pick. Uh, Washington's defense has been pretty good. I mean, granted, they got beat by a very talented offense in Arizona. But I admired that Washington was able to stay in the game and give themselves chances to win. The uh, Washington offense isn't as nearly as polished as the Washington defense. You got Montez Sweat. You got Chase Young. You got Ryan Kerrigan. Landon Collins looks like he's having a bit of a resurgence over there. Uh, I really like the Washington defense. But having said that, I'm picking the Browns. And the reason why I'm picking the Browns is because I just think they have just enough on offense to stick around long enough until they start making some plays because, like it or not, they do have some playmakers over there. They got Kareem Hunt, who is exceptional on third-down situations. Nick Chubb, top 10 running back in the league. And Dookie Boy, Odell Beckham Jr. Love him, hate him. He's a very talented player. I don't think uh, the Washington secondary has the answers, and I think what's going to end up happening in this game is the Washington defense is going to play good in the first half, and they're going to gradually get tired. And that's when Baker Mayfield and company will take advantage. Who's a forgotten man in Cleveland, too? Uh, Landry, Landry. Landry, yeah. Sure. So, Odell's boy. People were talking about how he was missing his looks last week. Um, and uh, don't be surprised, because, you know, Odell, at times, can be a very unselfish player and uh, help other guys shine, particularly coming off of something like that, that the media would love to eat up to. Uh, that is his boy. They are brothers. They're good friends. Uh, I like uh, Cleveland in a close one. I'm going to go Cleveland 26, Washington football team 23. I think Dwayne Haskins makes some key mistakes in this game that are going to be spoken on after the fact. Hear those Alex Smith footsteps. But yeah, I'm, well, maybe. I, I'm going the opposite direction. I think the Browns are going to get cocky after putting up points on a uh, mediocre Bengals team. They're the right? best team in Ohio, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Or not quite. Um, but I'm, OSU I'm actually, could probably beat both of them, though. As much as I hate playing Washington, uh, well, I haven't hated too much. They've given us some free wins. But point is, I have a lot of respect for their front seven. 
Yeah. I think they're being slept on because of how shitty their offense is. Yeah. I'm going with a real ugly game. I'm saying Washington's pulling the upset. Vegas has the Browns by seven. I'm saying Washington football team wins 22 to nine <laughs> in a slobber knocker. It's going to be ugly. It's going to so be a Baker lot of Bayfield field goals. And your, and your prediction is probably throwing like two to three picks here. Yep. Yep. We're having good old Baker come back. Yeah, it's it's going to be an ugly one, but it'll let people know that Washington is not a team you can sleep on. Just with, because they're not contenders with, doesn't mean they won't smack you around. And if this is that kind of game, I just hope that uh, the kicking nets are few and far between. Because, you know, I, don't, I would hate to see anything happen <laughs> to number 13. Moving on. So we're into our 4 o'clock games. The first one is... Uh, Jets and Colts. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about that real quick. Richie, let's let's just <laughs> the Jets. I'm sorry, I picked them as an upset because I had PTSD from last year. Them uh, kicking around my Cowboys. I thought right. maybe they'd flash something, but no, they yeah. they look like flashing the white flag. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they look like right. garbage. Indianapolis in a very controlled game. Um, I'm gonna go Indy. 27, the Jets 9. Philip Rivers, um, after taking a halftime nap, uh, probably being reminded that he's still playing a game. You know, they get old. Uh, Brissett might be in. Uh, doesn't matter. 32 6, Colts. The Jets are horrible. Moving on. Frank Gore will get 50 yards <laughs> on 20 carries. Jesus All right. Uh, the Panthers and the Chargers could be. Uh, this could be good. Yeah, actually should be moderately interesting. Herbert's most likely going to play again since their doctor managed to, uh, what, puncture a lung for uh, it's a terrible. It's, it's a terrible situation on the other end. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of the situation. No. Herbert was going to take over the team probably around this point of the season anyway because this is the same situation with Tyrod and Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Tyrod and Josh Allen. Tyrod is always that guy that's getting pushed out the door for the rookie. Tyrod had his opportunities. Still a respected backup in this league. Um, I feel terrible about what happened to yeah, him, Yeah, I mean, it was... Very sad. I hope he's all right. It, it sucks. <laughs> People are crying negligence. I honestly think it was a freak accident, but you never know. Things happen. Things happen. Uh, we'll, we'll get more on that when we know more, because I'd be lying if I said I know enough about it. I thought it was a joke on Twitter. I didn't realize it was real. Yeah. But um, yeah. as far as the football game goes, this is a tough one to pick. I'm going to go the Chargers, but it's not going to be uh, by much. I'm uh, picking the Chargers 23, Carolina 20. Um, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring and not because um not because Carolina necessarily has such a good defense. I just think that Herbert's still getting his feet wet, so to speak. And I think there could be a bit of a letdown coming off of that, you know, monster performance against you know, just just yeah. showing up yeah. uh, and and playing, you know, the mighty Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. still think they do enough to win the game. If McCaffrey was playing, I don't know if I would necessarily pick the Chargers. That's... I'm gonna that's the big one. McCaffrey's out. I don't. I don't see Carolina really being I, able to win without him. And Mike Davis, who I actually picked up on one of my fantasy teams, um, I think he's going to play well. But uh, you know, the Chargers are quietly pretty good at defense. Yep, I'm going twenty-two to nine. Oh. Uh, Carolina's really going to struggle. 
Um, but the Chargers, they, they don't have an explosive offense yet. Herbert's still a rookie, that's still figuring it out. that's why I think that Carolina will stick around a little while. They will. They will. But I, I am giving the edge to the Chargers for two reasons. One, no McCaffrey. Two, the Chargers look better than anyone expected, honestly. Yeah, I, I thought they them. were going to be basement dwellers, but they, they look like they have a chance to be middle middle of the road, honestly. All right. Um, so one of – we got three 425 games. So we're going to talk – the uh, Denver Broncos are hosting the Tampa Bay Bucks. Interesting game in the sense that Tom Brady has a history of really not playing well in Denver. Now, granted, these aren't the Peyton Manning Broncos or even the Jake Plummer Broncos or even uh, the Drew Locke Broncos right now because <laughs> Jeff Driscoll should yeah. probably be starting for them. And that's, as a Gator fan, horrifying <laughs> to know that this man has a uh, NFL starting job at this point. Nothing against the kid. He seemed like awesome off the field, really like respectable. Yeah, because he player. wasn't on the field. No, I mean, <laughs> he played for us, dude. I he just why. played very poorly. The poor guy is snake bitten. Like anything that could go wrong did go wrong for that guy. But well, at least he didn't run into Aaron Hernandez when he was there. <laughs> all right. Let, all right. Getting back to football. Um, I'm sorry. The, the, the Broncos have too many things wrong. Uh, where is Brett again? This expert analysis analysis with uh oh they're gonna be putting up points and they, they're gonna be chasing the chiefs uh von miller is recovering from a very bad injury might return this year but why they're not gonna make the playoffs Cortland sutton is he still he ain't playing tomorrow is he i'm not sure we'll we'll get it doesn't matter driscoll would have to throw him the pass anyway <laughs> uh i'm going uh the uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm going to go uh, steady mix of Fournette and Jones. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both healthy to play. That could be fun. Denver's got a lot of issues happening right now, and they're coming off a pretty emotional win against Carolina where Leonard Fournette really reemerged and showed, it, showed his ass. So I'm going to say uh, Tampa Bay 34 Denver 13. I think this is going to be a drubbing. I I just think uh, it's going to be a long day, and Tom's going to feel good about uh, finally, uh, you know, having some success over there. He does not play well in that stadium. Yeah, but he'll play well enough because he's Tom Brady, and he, like as he pointed out, he does have the running game to back him up. Just finally starting to figure it out. I mean, not for nothing, Fournette didn't really have much time to practice with this squad, mm -mm. you know. So I think they're going to carry it. Um, I, I can't see Denver pulling this one off with no. Jeff Driscoll at the helm and the other injuries they're they dealing with. They would need with. something really crazy to happen. Like, God forbid, an injury of mass magnitude to the other guys. But I think Tampa's going to struggle to put it together for a little bit. Um, I don't see them starting too hot. I think they'll grind away at Denver, whose defense will be on the field for too long. And, of course, you know, um, Tampa's got the weapons to make some big plays after that happens. So I'm going, yeah, like 27-10. Uh, they're going to take care of business. It won't be too close, but Denver's not going to roll over. And that's either. the other thing, too, because Denver's main offensive weapon would be Melvin Gordon. But, I you know, the Bucks have a good defense. They Their do. front seven is far from a joke. Even last year when they were not a very good football team, their defense showed up every week. I don't think the defense for them is going to shut anyone down. No. But they um, they have big play potential. They'll create turnovers. Very opportunistic. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll give their offense opportunities and in some of the big games. I'm going to go so. on a limb here. I'm going to say something about this game real quick. I think Jason Pierre-Paul has a vintage kind of game, 
and possibly will be considered for NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Let's see how that works. NFL Defensive Player of the Week, I should say. They don't split it up in conference. Right. So the uh, Detroit Lions are playing the Arizona Cardinals. 2-0 Arizona Cardinals. This could be a trap game for the Cardinals because it's been a long time since they've been 2-0. But I just don't think Detroit has the answers for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, You know, Matthew Stafford, I feel bad for that guy. He just can't catch a break. Uh, AP will get his typical 75 to 90 yards on about 16 or 17 carries, maybe even more. But I just don't think... uh, They're not going to be able to. Arizona's going to come out firing, as they always do, and they're going to jump out to a couple touchdowns. And and AP's going to have his carries limited because they're going to have to – Stafford's going to have to sling it around. That's considering if Detroit could come out early and and get some kind of momentum early. Detroit's best option is to control the game. So, yeah, early they're going to want to – Got to keep that offense off the field. I just don't think Detroit has the horses to do it. I also think Matt Patricia is really, really on that hot seat. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year for him, honestly, and it's not necessarily fair to him. It's not fair, but I still think he's not seeing it past the season or he will be getting canned right after the season. Yeah, so score prediction on that one? I'm going to go Arizona 41, Detroit 24. I think Detroit will, uh, you know, make some hay in the fourth you know, cut down that lead a little bit, but Arizona's going to have fun tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going 38-23 Arizona. They, they just got a lot of firepower. That system is set up and for them to sling it. And that defense is quietly good, too, led by Chandler Jones. They, they're, they're starting to come around. They're put in a good position. See, the, what I like about them is they got pass rushers. They got enough defensive backs to play well against passing, and frankly, most teams have to pass against them because the offense is so good. So they're set up for success like that. It's a very big 12-ish uh, which is appropriate given where their coach came from. Um, so we have a great slate of games to end out the weekend. Uh, the other four 25 game is my boys playing Seattle. Um, unfortunately, I think that's going to be a tough game for us. Seattle's damn good. Um, we came off. We're coming off an emotional comeback against Atlanta. I don't think we're going to play as sloppy as we did. We'll go deeper on some of the other stories um, tomorrow. For our morning show, but um, that should be a good game, honestly. Rich, what do you think? I think both offenses are going to show up. Um, your team's best chance to win that game is to keep Seattle off the field and to really run the offense through Zeke and uh, play uh, low-risk, high-efficiency passing. Not that Dak can't light it up, because he certainly could, but I don't necessarily think you want to get in a shootout with these guys. No. Um Having said that, the Seattle defense in two weeks hasn't exactly blown me away. Um, but I do think they're going to do enough to win. If Dallas is playing at full strength on defense, I think I'd feel a little better about them tomorrow. I'm going to go – this is going to be high scoring. I'm going to go uh, Seattle 38, Dallas 37. They're going to do the reverse of what Dallas just did to the Atlanta Falcons. But this is going to be a much better football game. It's not going to be one of those deals where you're like, oh, they won, but did they really? You know, you didn't. You, you were happy you won, but Dallas is going to play a very good game tomorrow, and uh, I think they're going to prove that that offense is what people were expecting. Talent level, we should be able to compete with them. However, as you pointed out, we have a lot of injuries. We're still adapting to McCarthy's system despite the continuity with Kellen Moore. You play um, a very fixture team that's been together a long time. Right. Seattle, they know what they're doing. 
You know, they, they add supplementary pieces, but they are, have been pretty consistent in its core for a while. Um, not to, to cry injury because every team has injuries, but Tyron Smith, questionable. Demarcus Lawrence, questionable. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie, one of our cornerbacks, uh, out. One of the fastest guys in the league, too. Uh, Anthony Brown, out from last week. He was put on the IR, so we know he's not back. So we're thin at DB. They got all kinds of weapons. It's it's going to be tough. Our offense is going to put up a good effort, but we're going to sputter out. I, I say 28 to 38 um, in favor of the Seahawks. One thing I love about this game tomorrow is I actually have both fantasy quarterbacks, and I have DK Metcalf, and I have CD Lamb. So basically, just root for both offenses and <laughs> get your popcorn. Metcalf is going to eat tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the night game should be pretty fascinating, too. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are going down to New Orleans to play the Saints. This is an interesting one. Both teams are missing their number one receivers in uh, Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas, respectively. Um, so, okay, that negates each other, both superstars. So what's next? You go to quarterback. I feel that um, Aaron Rodgers, not just in the first two weeks of the season, but historically, has done a lot with whatever is in front of him. And, you know, going into the year, I didn't exactly have the best vibe about these didn't, Packers. Didn't they bring up the stat when they had the whole draft uh, shenanigans that no quarterback has had lower draft picks for wide receivers. Didn't we see that for Aaron Rodgers? Like Aaron Rodgers has only thrown one touchdown to a first-round draft pick in his entire career. Ridiculous. Crazy stat. And that was Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> wow. Um, not that there's anything wrong with getting a second or third-round receiver, but no, it is pretty remarkable when you think about the kind of career this man's had, who he replaced – his winning percentage. Well, his you got to consider that we're not even talking about the team necessarily drafting you. Free agents get signed all the time. Trades happen. Yes. And still he's never thrown more than one pass uh, for a touchdown to a first rounder. That it, is insane. It's hard to believe. It really is. Um, Green Bay's defense has pretty much not lost a beat. And I really thought when Martinez left, that was going to hurt them. They've been doing just fine. Uh, I'm starting to really become a believer in Matt LaFleur two weeks ago and even going into the season. You know, it was a very spicy topic about how they didn't get this guy help. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be as easy without Devontae Adams, but I think, um, you know, this is a great opportunity for Lazard to step up. And I And the one thing that I think they have going for them that even New Orleans doesn't is we all know how great Aaron – Alvin Kamara is but is he more important to his team right now than Aaron Jones and I can't say so because I saw that game last week and I also saw week one against Tampa Drew Drew Brees has lost a lot of velocity he cannot get that ball down the field the way he used to and I just don't think without Michael Thomas they have that guy that can be the fireplug I said this last time Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders hasn't done shit in two weeks that's, you know, honestly, that's going to be my counter argument. I'm actually picking the Saints in this one. They're going to play pissed off because I think they're embarrassed they about losing be. to Las Vegas. They should be. Um, because, frankly, they have more talent. But, like I said, I thought Vegas would play to the moment. They did. I think New Orleans is going to do the same thing. They're going to be in the spotlight. They're going to be pissed off. They've had a, a whole another week to adjust to the idea of not having Michael Thomas. So, they're going to scheme better for that. Sean Payton's a great coach. 
He's not going to let their season go down the tubes because one wide out, no matter how good he is, is injured. So I think they're going to plan for that. And I think Green Bay is due for a letdown because they've been they've been good, but they've been inconsistent through their two games. Um, so I'm going kind of a, a shootout. I'll say 36 to 31. I'm going to go uh, 37-30 Packers. I think uh, I just think right now they're more polished on both sides of the ball. And, you know, once again, without the fan situation, I think that also plays. Because if this was a non-COVID season where New Orleans has that crowd, this is a different conversation. Aaron Rodgers also, unlike his predecessor Brett Favre, plays very well indoors oh, you don't gotta turf. tell me <laughs> you know brett Cowboys favre not so much well, brett dude. favre did not enjoy playing in places like the superdome or the former texas stadium or at home in atlanta when he was there yeah that too yeah <laughs> so uh let's wrap it up with our last game the monday night game is a big one kansas city are going to baltimore Mahomes, lamar jackson this is what the nfl has wet dreams about yeah, you got uh, basically the two faces of the NFL going head-to-head. Uh, Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP. Quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, the previous MVP before him. Hold on, real quick. Let's think about the QB matchups this week. You got Dak and Russ. That's a great one. You got Breeze and Rodgers. Great one. Lamar and Mahomes. That's a great one. Those are great, great Jones matchups. and Mullins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he, of course we we were uh, titillated by um, yeah. Fitzpatrick and Minshew to get oh, us yeah. started, you know, the yeah. stash versus the beard. Yeah, I didn't you, see it. How come no one a- talked about the stash versus the beard? Because oh, it sucks. Boy. That's why. Um, Monday night. This is this is a big one. Harvard versus Nassau Community. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> go go ahead. Hey man, he went to Washington State. Oh, uh, whatever, man. Played for that crazy bastard Mike Leach, who pulled off the upset with Mississippi State over LSU today. Fuck you, Tigers. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Sorry, Gator fan, till I die. Anyway, um, this game is gonna be really big, and you know what? I'm calling the Ravens big. Don't want to sleep on the Chiefs ever, but I think the Ravens are gonna play with some fucking passion. I think the Chiefs have been a little bit shaky. As good as they've been, they've had some moments where I'm like, eh, they're still putting it together. They're going to be fine, but I think the Ravens are going to take advantage. It'll be high scoring, but uh, let's say I'm going 45 to 30. I'm going to second that. I'm going to go Baltimore 41 Chiefs 24. I think the Baltimore defense is going to show out a little more than people realize. And this is another thing. The Chargers hung with the Chiefs all the way through. Now, granted, there's more familiarity. They know each other. Mm -hmm. But even the week before that, you know, we all love to make fun of the Texans. But the Texans competed with the Chiefs. And a couple of things go differently. That could have been a much closer game in the second half. The Chiefs, we all know, are super talented. They're the world champions, defending world champions. But they haven't had that same sharpness in the first two weeks. Baltimore looks like they're on a friggin' mission. I, I, I'm sure Lamar Jackson is tired of hearing about that he hasn't won a playoff game yet, but yet he has an MVP trophy already. Um, this game this week means more to Baltimore to win, to kind of cement themselves as a legitimate threat to the Chiefs. 
and I think they're going to do it. And uh, I'll be honest, the Chiefs look like, I wouldn't say entitled, but they look a little too laxed. You know, you had a similar thing with uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys back in the 90s with that big rivalry, and obviously they were jealous as the NFC East team that was left out of our Super Bowl dominance, right, Um, between our teams and and the Washington football team. Um, Thanks a lot, Tom Brady. You You couldn't throw 600 yards in that game, you bastard. They had it, and I pulled this from the Emmett Zone, uh, Emmett Smith's autobiography. They had their September Super Bowl where they came out and smacked Dallas around. yeah. Yeah, they did. And they fell off after that because they put so much into an early season game that they didn't have the fuel to push through. And I think I'm not predicting the same thing for Baltimore, but I'm thinking that they're going to come out with that same kind of fire. And it's probably going to wake the Chiefs up a little bit. And on the offensive side of the ball for the Chiefs, not that he's like the biggest eater on that offense, but Sammy Watkins getting banged up last week and he's kind of fighting with Hardman to really be the legitimate number two. Mm-hmm. You, need, you know, Mahomes wants them both on the field. Sure. Um, I think they're going to limit Hilaire. I don't think he's going to go off the way he did, particularly week one. I think uh, people are starting to realize who this kid is. Um, yeah, their, their best matchup is Kelsey. They, they got to really go to Kelsey consistently. And, you know, Mahomes can make all the throws. There's no denying that. I just think the Ravens are ready, and I think they're going to kick their ass. I really do. All right, so that's going to do it for us tonight. We hope that this will give you something to listen to as you wake up and start getting ready for your football Sunday. Um, While you're doing that, we're going to be recording some more content for you tomorrow morning, and we'll have that out for you prior to the start of kickoff. So thank you for listening. Um, We hope you call in to give us some feedback on our picks. Tell us your thoughts. Give us some topics. And, uh, Rich, you got anything else? Chef William, what's good, man? Call in. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. (laughs) 